Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Make no mistake, this decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset balance of our law. It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. State laws banning abortion are automatically taking effect today jeopardizing the health of millions of women, some without exceptions. So extreme that women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist child. With the child, a consequence. It's a, it, just, it just stuns me. It must stun him. Shock him. That's the only reason Joe Biden would lose his train of thought and forget what it is that he's saying. Get so emotional at a time of already peak emotion, as opposed to engaging in the concepts of leadership that could be extremely helpful at a time like this. But that's not who he is. That's not what he does. That isn't what he's all about. He is a man who is as radical as those around him. He is a man who is as incapable of engaging a conversation honestly and clearly with some level of pre-thought. Incapable in every level and in every place. And he shows it time and time and again. And right now, we need people who are engaged in thought and recognize that the overturning of Roe v. Wade is not about the end of abortion in America. It is about America finally being able to make decisions, and those decisions might be different from place to place. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the number. The Tenth Amendment is worth remembering at this moment. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. In 1973, Henry Blackman and the court usurped the authority of the states and found that the right to abortion exists where it never has in the Constitution of the United States, and then engage the 14th Amendment to make one believe that it is a privacy conversation. We will not, you know, deprive people of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, for example. I shouldn't say uh, pursuit of happiness, but life and liberty. Can't deprive those things. Well, therefore, I have this, this privacy right. There actually is no right to privacy in the Constitution, which I admit is worrisome. But what the court did was say, hey, we'll just create a right and we'll, which doesn't exist, and we'll base it on a right that doesn't exist, and that's good. 
The people yelling and screaming about Roe v. Wade will not admit to the fact that it was poorly reasoned in the first place. The court was wrong. They were wrong in 1973. They were wrong in 1983 and 1993 and 2003 and 2013. Luckily, they won't be wrong in 2023 because it's over. And while many people are still screaming and yelling about this, guys, it's over. Roe v. Wade no longer exists. Now we have to get into what comes next. The absolute messy ugliness of a free people having to make decisions for themselves. Decisions that they should make for themselves. Freedom is ugly and it's the best game going. And if Biden wants to call it a tragic error, he's more than welcome to. Doesn't change the fact that states are making decisions. The president and CEO of Planned Parenthood, Alexis Johnson. Yeah, and look, I mean, clearly we we lost hope in the courts uh, on Friday, if if not uh, not before, and we we have to have hope in the people, right? That we fight, we will continue to fight state by state uh, through litigation, through uh, some of these trigger laws, through um, proactive legislation, through ballot initiatives. This is now about direct democracy in each state that is uh, actively trying to uh, overturn um, uh, our right to abortion in those states. That's essentially when you. Well, you've lost faith in the court. Many of us lost faith in the court in 1973 and now see some faith redeeming itself, returning to it. It's important to note that as you watch this conversation break down, and and, well, not people, well, people are having breakdowns, but as people discuss this, it does not start from the position that what the court did on Friday was wrong. What the court did in 73 was wrong. Don't be afraid to say so. But let's take a look at the insanity that has come from this decision. The insanity that comes from an overturning. First, Elizabeth Warren. Look, we have never left individual rights to the states. The whole idea is that women are not second-class citizens, and the government is not the one that will decide about the continuation of a pregnancy. First, you're right. Women are not second-class citizens, although you, Senator Warren, in my view, are pretty low-class. Lying about being Native American for financial and social gain Pretty low class in my book. I go back to the 10th Amendment. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states. Are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. The states will decide. What's wrong with that? Your argument is that the states can't decide. Your argument is somehow it's wrong if the states decide. Your argument is that we the people should not engage our legislators. That's your argument. Your argument is somehow we can't be trusted to do this work. When we're the only ones who can be trusted to do this work. Because it was left to us. Now, you want to go about engaging some kind of uh, law through Congress uh, that, that makes abortion legal? I, I guess you could try. You want to engage a constitutional amendment? Knock yourself out. 
There are remedies for you, systems for you that also exist for me and exist for all of us. Go right ahead. But don't start with a lie. Don't start with some idea that the people can't decide for themselves and they may decide just differently in each state. I have the Second Amendment clear as day and I still have states making rules uh, about guns. They can make rules about abortion. And it is for them to make the rules. But never, ever let the, the, the left uh, or let yourself think that the left isn't going to stop. They never stop. They never rest. They never quit. Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, we have many ideas. We have um, some ideas coming from Senator Warren, signed a letter along with 25 other uh, Democratic senators asking President Biden to explore uh, opening health care clinics on federal lands in red states uh, in order to help people access the health care and abortion services that they need. Forget the state, says Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Who cares what the court did? Federal buildings should allow abortions and do it in red states and screw them. Who cares what those people actually want? Because those people, uh, going back to the words of Senator Elizabeth Warren, they can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. And you know who backs them up on this? Corinne Jean-Pierre, the press secretary. You know, the president talked about this. We are going to see some nightmare scenario, sadly, because of this decision. I mean, this is a 50, almost 50 year, uh, almost five decade decision that has been overturned and upended. Is the nightmare the idea that elected representatives of the people in the states will make this decision now? That's their idea of a nightmare scenario. The lengths to which they will go to ensure abortion, and to keep you from having a say in it. That's a cult. That's, that is something to witness and to behold. They don't want you to have a say. They remain unbelievably opposed to you having any say. Now, we should note uh, that uh, a lot of these uh, people have have lost their minds. The decision, the 6-3 decision, has made them crazy. And you understand, and you should understand, that the reason that it is, the reason that they have lost their minds, is because Roe was their religion, and their religion was taken away from them. I'll say it again. Roe was their religion, and their religion was taken away from them. That's what happened. Generations brought up knowing that Roe was the only thing that kept them okay. Roe was the only thing that mattered. Free speech up for debate. Second Amendment up for debate. I'm sure that soldiers quartered in your home up for debate. Abortion, not up for debate. And as a matter of fact, half the population, the men, aren't even allowed to discuss it. To which I laugh out loud. Like, I would let anybody tell me I can't discuss something. Stop it. You sound crazy. Well, you're a man. You don't have a say. Mm, Yeah, I do. Stop me. Go on. Stop me.
Stop me from having a say on this conversation. I dare you. I double dog dare you. I triple dog dare you. You sound so silly when you say that. You sound ridiculous. And I'm laughing at you. Because what conversations in America where people say, well, you can't talk about that. The conversations where people want one side to be able to have all the attack and another side to take it. We hear this about race. Somehow I'm not allowed to talk about race because I'm white. (laughs) Of course I can talk about race. It drives producer Ari crazy, but I still do it. I talk about race and producer Ari is white knuckling like he's trying to make it home to use the bathroom before it's too late. But I have no fear because I don't let other people tell me the things I can talk about. I'm a free man in a free society. This is what I do. But people lost their religion. But we should know what their religion means to them. And for that, of all the examples I have of the insanity, no example is greater than that of Anna Navarro on CNN. Anna Navarro from The View on CNN engaged in a conversation so despicable, I had to share it with you here, and I'm telling you, it's ugly. Beyond ugly. And I want you to hear it. You've been warned. The mother before, during, and after the child. And I am not anybody to tell you what you need to do with your life or with your uterus. And because I have a family with a lot of special needs kids. I have a brother who's 57 and has the mental and motor skills of a one-year-old. And I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. And I know not all families can do it. And I have a step-granddaughter who was born with Down syndrome. And you know what? It is very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as easy as it sounds on paper. And I've got another, another step-grandson who is uh, very autistic, who has autism, and it is incredible. And their mothers and and people who are in that society, who are in that community, will tell you that they considered suicide because that's how difficult it is to get help, because that's how lonely they feel, because they can't get other jobs, because they have financial issues, because the care that they're able to give their other children suffers. And so why can I be Catholic and still think this is a wrong decision? Because I'm American. I'm Catholic inside the church. I'm Catholic when it comes to me. But there's a lot of Americans who are not Catholic. And are not- I'll just stop her right there for a minute. Um, you're Catholic inside the church and outside the church. She mentions autism. She mentions Down syndrome. And it seems very clear that Anna Navarro is having a conversation that says we should have abortion because uh, children with autism and Down syndrome are just too much. My brother, David, was autistic. Best way I could describe it. Passed away a couple years ago, um, before COVID, from an illness. It was weird and it was odd and it was awful when my brother was i mean they knew early on that david was certainly different than his other brothers and they took him to be tested i mean this is the 70s and uh they said well he 
there's this and there's that. And uh, what you should do is have him institutionalized. It's a true story. And my mother and father looked at the doctor and told him to blank off and engaged the very difficult battle of teaching schools how to educate my brother, of moving and putting him into new schools where he didn't know anyone, in inventing curriculum. No, not everybody can do what my mother did. Absolutely not. Not everybody has the fortitude or the strength, the conviction, the willingness, the capability, the openness, the heart, the soul, the demeanor, the kindness, the touch from God. And my mother will be the first to tell you how difficult it is and how difficult it was. But that's a far cry from advocating for abortion because having an autistic child is tough. That is how radical, that is how out of touch and out of step, that is how much abortion controls the life of the left and how they see it as a plus. Thank goodness America is not down for Anna Navarro. But it does show you the levels to which the left holds abortion near and dear for far too many, certainly not all. And now it's a state's rights issue, exactly as it should be. So let the Anna Navarros be as disgusting as they are. We have work to do. We actually have to go do it. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So with everything going on uh, regarding Roe v. Wade, it, it's a little, it's, I guess you say, it's easy to forget that gun legislation got signed into law. That legislation that 15 Republicans went forward with, including Todd Young of Indiana, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, John Cornyn of Texas, signed. Signed, sealed, delivered. Not a fan. Because this is opening the door. Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat from Connecticut, Senator Amy Klobuchar, Democrat from Minnesota, they already let you know. They let you know that this paves the way. Paves the way. For what? Well, for more gun legislation. Not good. Not good. A lot of reaction, as we know, to Roe v. Wade. I'm going to share some more of it with you. But I think what's important here is that we remember what's coming next. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow down 42, the Nasdaq down 83. People forget because Friday was such a day. The Dow was up over 800 points on Friday. 800. Yet today, Wall Street talking about layoffs. The hiring boom turning to bust. We discussed this last week. It was the craziest story. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833, got Tony. 833 468 8669, that's the number. 
I have so much on the reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade that I got to get into because if I don't, like, I'm totally not doing my job. But there are some other things going on. It's it's pretty important. And it was the idea of there was this um, hiring firing going on where businesses were hiring people and then saying in the, uh, after the hiring, like days later, uh, you know what? Never mind. That's how quickly they're reacting to two things. Number one, the job market being ridiculous, trying to get people to work, paying people, competing with dollars to get people, and then realizing either A, uh, the people aren't worth the money that they're spending, or B, they don't really have the customer base. Maybe they can go on like this. And realizing it, it, watching how the markets are playing and and how the economy is playing, we know we're going to see another interest rate hike. Maybe, maybe we're better off not hiring. Let's just see how it goes. Everybody just, just uh, uh, calm down. Everyone just take a, a, a breath and a beat. And so that's what's happening. Now you hear about Wall Street layoffs. I have heard about mortgage company layoffs, which is weird because the month of May... I think it was a month of May. They actually increased. Home sales increased. There was a little dip bloop, in mortgage rates. And so for a lot of people, it's like, okay, now it's now or never. And they went about doing the buying. I don't think that is is is, is necessarily true of the future. That things are gonna go back down. We already know that the Fed is so worried about inflation. They went up three quarters of a point in June, and they're discussing about doing the same thing for July. Going to have more effect. This hiring thing is fascinating. If you're not hiring, how are you growing? This is about everybody holding on. That's what they're doing. They're holding on as much as possible, wondering how things are going to go and flow. That's what's happening. That's what they're doing. Not a good sign. People are discussing the fact that the stagflation is here and is here to stay. Nothing is temporary. Nothing is is transitory as is being discussed or some people want to desperately discuss. It's bad news all the way around. And yet, all people could talk about is, is, is Roe. All people could talk about is abortion. And there's this conversation about how this is going to affect the, the elections. Now, allow, allow me just to, uh, really quickly. I made, I, if I didn't make the statement on Air Friday, I apologize. But I know I, I did discuss it. Um, I, I did discuss it uh, off air, certainly. I am not one of the believers that the Roe decision will be impactful for the election. And I would play you some audio from Essie Cup over at CNN who said it's hard to imagine the Republican Party surviving this, but she cursed on air. And so I, I haven't been able to edit it out, so I, I can't I can't share it with you. 
Why can't the Republican Party survive this? I, I've heard this now a couple times regarding Roe. This is the worst possible time for this to happen. Oh, Republicans didn't need this right now. Oh, it's going to affect them. What proof do we have of this? The belief that this is the watchword of everybody's life? That's, that is the entire thesis. That Roe so dominates everyone's life every second of every day that it's the only thing that matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing else comes close. It is it, uh, the, the voters are, are, are one issue. And I absolutely believe that's true. The voters are one issue. Economy. The markets were up 800 on Friday, and no one believes that to be the norm. They expect it to go back down. Wall Street is expecting to let people go. Tech is no longer engaging in any hiring. Stagflation is here. You think Roe is the conversation? Not for the people of California. Not for the people of New York. And if we go the other way, not for the people of Arkansas or Mississippi. The idea that that is based upon is that everybody wants legalized abortion. Nobody wants to get rid of it. And so therefore, people are going to come out in droves to vote. This isn't a federal issue anymore. This is a state issue. You still need people to deal with inflation. That's a federal issue. What happens in state houses, well, that could be interesting, but we're talking about a midterm election uh, for the House and the Senate uh, in D.C., and voting on Roe is meaningless. You could argue it mattered in the past because it would have mattered the kind of justices that got onto the court. And I should go back to something that Joe Biden said, because we have to understand how absolutely accurate this is, and he makes it sound like it's a problem. Make no mistake, this decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset balance of our law. This is a concerted effort over decades to correct a, a, a wrong from the Supreme Court. Damn straight it is. And was it done by people on the religious right? Absolutely. And they won. But they won because the conservative movement said, wait a second, they're right. And if we had more justices on the courts and we made this a focus, we would actually start getting back to some real adjudicating here. And they said, let's do it. And they did it. You're only upset with the political right because they were able to engage and stick with something and get the result. You're mad that they're successful because in your world, only you can be successful and you attack them and you demean them and you destroy them and you say they're a threat to democracy and this, that, and the other because you lost. But sometimes you lose. But the country's still here. Your rights are still here. Well, go get them, baby. Go about utilizing the system. No, you don't want to do that. You want to change the system. You want to put an end to the filibuster. Isn't that right, Stacey Abrams? 
I would support lifting it for Roe v. Wade. I would support lifting it for voting rights. These are constitutional issues. I believe, and I've said this very consistently, that when we are talking about fundamental protections that should be accorded to every citizen in our country, then the filibuster is wrong. And we should. Abortion is not a constitutional right. We're done with that. Stop living in the past. Live in the now. Abortion is not a constitutional right. You could have said that Friday at 10.15 a.m., not at 10.20 a.m. It's over. You got to get a hold of yourself, Stacey Abrams. You would lift the filibuster. You would pack the court. You would change America for your desires as opposed to dealing with your reality. You don't believe in the Constitution. You don't believe in the rule of law. You don't believe in people having rights. You want to keep the people from being able to make a decision on abortion or a a, a whole host of matters, one one would, would think. Do I really believe, Stacey Abrams, that it's just voting rights and abortion? Come on. You got six, seven, twelve, fourteen hundred things that you would say, hey, Americans, suck off. You don't get to vote on that. You know you do. I know you do. Why are we lying to each other? List it out. List it out for us right now. By the way, how does it sound when I hit the desk? That sound bad. I can't remember the last time I actually hit the desk when doing the show. Someone will let me know. But all all of this, all of this, and, and I, I guess the reason I, I, I bring it up, I, I'd asked producer Ari during the break, uh, what did he think of, of the take? Because this is not, my, my, my point of view is, is, is one that is probably different than something you have heard and are hearing over the weekend and all over the place on this subject. My point of view is not a religious one. Although there can be no doubt that people who are religious started the fire uh, that pushed for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It can't be denied. My point of view is a constitutional one. Solely. Exclusively. And I am watching the people who don't believe in the Constitution. They're the ones I'm staring at. And they're the ones I want you to stare at. I'm watching the ones who will absolutely give it all up. Defame the Constitution, deface the Constitution, don't believe in the Constitution, would light it on fire for their emotional desires. Which is why when I say Roe is their religion... Well, I clearly am making a point now, aren't I? And I'm making the point because they're showing it to us every day. Now, this leads into a conversation about what comes next for us in making these decisions and how messy that is. However, there's nothing else. The left doesn't want you to be able to make a decision for yourself because if you do, you might think that that's normal. If they don't make decisions for you, how do you know how important they are? If they don't make decisions for you, you start thinking on your own. If you start thinking one way about one thing, you might start thinking it in a couple different ways. You might start having nuance in your life as opposed to straight ticket this, that, or what have you. Their entire foundation, five decades of being fallen to the wayside.
one should expect them to have a pretty emotional reaction. I guess my problem is I don't care about their reaction because their reaction is all talk and all bluster. It's all silliness. It doesn't mean anything. And this is the part that matters. Do you think it matters if Pink, the singer, uh, says, if you're okay with this uh, decision, then don't listen to my blanking music? Let's be clear. If you believe the government belongs in a woman's uterus, a gay person's business or marriage, or that racism is okay, then please, in the name of your Lord, never blanking listen to my music again. Also, blank right off. We good? I don't know how she felt about Masterpiece Cake Shop, where the government told a baker that he had to decorate a same-sex marriage cake. That's government being involved in your business. I oppose it. I oppose government being involved involved in your business. But abortion kills something, and we have laws on the books about killing something, unless Pink, the singer, is okay with not having laws about murder, which I don't think that she does. But she's acting out. That's all. It's acting out. This is Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer of Green Day at the Glastonbury Festival, a music festival in the UK. Thousands and thousands of people, and here he is cursing about the US. The U.S. is a miserable excuse for a country, according to Billy Joe Armstrong, because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Bye. You're going to move to the U.K.? Okay. I got to worry because uh, some singer in a band acts out? There's a reason he's not on the Supreme Court. There's a reason he's a rock and roller. A rock and roller who's totally down with killing things, but that's neither here nor there. You go do you. I don't Why are people getting worked up about these things? We've got real work to do. States are going to have to decide how they want to deal with abortion. Man, it's going to take a lot of work. So what should you be working on? That... Really searching your feelings, maybe engaging with faith leaders, maybe talking to friends, maybe uh, taking a look at, at history and some writings about this subject and where it is you should be. Total ban, no ban, some levels of restrictions. Or should you be listening to the rantings of some rock and roll guy you couldn't pick out of a lineup? Who gives a crap? Pink doesn't want you listening to her music. Do or don't, what you gonna do, stop you? It's just acting out malarkey. She, it's, it's a tantrum. Because as I said, and I want to be quoted, Roe is their religion and their religion was taken from them. That's what happened. 
And that's why you see this reaction. I've got more, guys. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Remind me, I got to get into the case of the coach. All I know is, admittedly, uh, while while I take a look at at things happening with Roe constitutionally, the political rights having a freaking field day. Come on, gun rights, Roe, and now the coach is allowed to pray on a high school football field? That's the trifecta, people. I am not surprised that the left is upset. You know how I felt when they told me Obamacare was a tax? I, I, was, I was not pleased. I just didn't feel the need uh, to riot in front of the Arizona State Capitol or destroy property in Portland or block traffic in, in, uh, in California. Didn't feel the need to threaten the life of the Supreme Court justice. More ahead. I'm Tony Katz.